Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there. This is Is It Just Me, the podcast where we dissect all the most trivial pressing issues of the day because... Quite frankly, concentrating on all the pointless stuff in our lives stops us thinking about all the really scary stuff. I'm Joe Eldon, and every week, James Williams and I drag a celebrity guest into our pod cupboard and make them talk to us about, well, all sorts of rubbish, don't we, James? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and this week, TV presenter Kirsty Gallagher said yes, silly old sausage that she is. I love Kirsty, and the chat we had today is very much like the chats we've had on some of our wine field nights together. It kind of goes everywhere. It's, it gets deep. It gets dark. There's laughs. There's tears. But it's, you know, I think, I don't know. I think it's got a bit of something for everybody. Don't you think, James? Absolutely. No, it's a good episode. and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, let's get into it. So how the hell are you, Kirsty? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good, Joe. Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. It's been a, it's been a busy. <laughs> yeah. it's been, well, it, I'm always tired, but anyway, um, I yeah, I'm good. It's been busy with the podcast that I, you know, my podcast that I've launched. Yes, yes, yes. And, Tell us all about that. Well, uh, well, I mean, it's just you know, the, so the third episode was launched today and it was well it's been something that as you know as a friend of mine we talked about it didn't we uh, god nearly a year ago can you believe it oh, um, yeah where i was where i was telling you um about what i was doing and basically i when i decided to leave sky sports a couple of years ago after being there for so long um i just needed something fresh and i needed to do something different and I'd been there, yeah, a long time. And I just, I, I, I like changing things up all the time. And I just felt like, you know, I'm a journalist and I need to, I've got a hunger for more, to do more with that, with that sort of knowledge. And, and yeah. I want to learn more about the people I've been talking about for years and years. So really it was the, the fact that I, I love the journey and um, the sort of, yes, the background of these sportsmen and women that I talk about all the time. So it was that kind of, I, I, you know, I talk about them scoring a goal or a try or winning that tournament or whatever, but what's really behind the character? What's, what is it about that person? What gives them the drive? What adversity have they had and the grit? Um, and, and it really was, it, it came from a sort of place of, I'm really interested in not just sport, but the person and what, what this is about. So. When I left Sky Sports, I, I developed um, with Global, who are, are brilliantly producing the podcast, um, Strip Back Sport. And um, it really is a, a journey. So basically speaking to sportsmen and women who are at the top of the game, um, most of them are still actually still performing, it, it, you know, in their, in their sport. Um, Dame Kelly Holmes, obviously, is re retired and is now a, a very successful speaker isn't she she's a yeah. she's a brilliant mentor speaker 
Um, and and I, I spoke to her, which was fascinating because of her journey. And it really, that, that's it. I, was, I just wanted to kind of go, go back, do that. And, and we're here recording, They're go, the episode's going out and it's been really, I, I think, uh, you know, it's success so far. So all good. Very that's exciting. amazing. Love it. Do you find that sports people, sports men and women are of a type? Do you know what I mean? Is, like, do you, is there like a really common mindset with those yeah. people? Yes, there, there is. And it's interesting you say that. I think because obviously I was married to a rugby player. My, my dad's a professional golfer. My cousin's a professional golfer. I've got two sons who are very, very sporty. I love sport. Um, it's, it, there is a mindset. And actually, the, the first thing I ask all of them, every one of my interviewees, is what did... Because I just purely because I wanted to start at a point of what is sport? Not what's your sport, but what's sport to you? And yeah. almost all of them have gone... Sport is everything, was everything. So when you were growing up, what was sport? Everything. And it's really interesting that mostly they were all under an umbrella of sport where they could have picked really any sport, most of them, which I, I find fascinating. So, for example, well, Lee Westwood, the golfer, Jim, Jimmy, James Anderson, the, the cricketer, um, they, they were very much football, golf, cricket, could have been any... And then suddenly they're homed in. And it's really interesting. God, I, I, it's really fascinating, the dedication, though. And yeah. the fact, it, it's all about, as well, that support. It's about family or, or it's about one person in their family, the support and the drive and the, and the, the kind of, the, the, yeah, the nurturing and the growth of that I've got to say, I mm. just, when I was a kid, I just hated those people. I just, because there, there was always the people, and my, one of my brothers was the same. You're exactly right. It's like if you, those people who could pick up a bat of any shape, a ball of any shape, and they could just do it. And I was yeah. always the person who people used to fight, literally fight not to have me on their team. Well, you had a last time. It, it's like I was just, and especially for an Australian, that's, that's a really hard <laughs> a hard life to not be good at sport so you weren't into it at all no because I, I think there's something about it that if you if you I don't know it's like I, when I was at school I think that the, the sports teachers were only interested in the people who were already good at it really? and so imme immediately then your confidence was just on on the on the nib do you know what I mean what about you James yeah, I, I think you hit that on the head there with, with confidence. Though. I think it's a bit like yeah. you know, say the same thing about like cooking, don't they? Like, I think it's about if you've had a bad experience, I don't, I don't believe that we can't all learn something. But I think the problem is if you have your confidence knocked at a very early stage or trying something new, it can completely change the way you approach and view that thing and just set you off on a course of just things. And that, that, cause I think that's what happens to so many people I know who think they can't cook or people mm. who think they can't do sport. Because the thing is, Joe, yeah, I think you're a bit like me. We came in, I think fitness we're into, like, you know, you love your Peloton bike. I love going oh, to my, yeah. my party. So, you know, we're, we, we like being active, but in the same way, traditionally speaking, I think I was a bit like you. I felt like a fish out of water. Cause I, you know, yeah. being born in South Wales and I just didn't get rugby. I didn't understand it. <laughs> God, and, you know, yeah. I mean, that is literally like a social pariah in South Wales to be a teenage boy <laughs> and not be very good or into rugby. It was like a nightmare. But, you know, weirdly now, I'm, I really enjoy rugby and I support, you know, I like watching it. But, yeah, at the time, I didn't feel it was for me. So it is weird. Were you good at sport, Kirsty? Sorry. Were you good at sport? Yes, of course she's good. I was. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, was, I, I was very sporty, yes. Yeah. And it and it, it, I, I, and I think this has been the interesting thing with these lovely men and women that I'm interviewing is there is this feeling of, well, what I was going to say to you was competitive. I'm competitive. So I, I think, and so are they, they, they are all competitive people. So I think it's, God, I don't want to say this really, but I think, I think there is a, I think of course, <laughs> um, there is the umbrella of sport. And I think that you, a lot of people are uh, quite, you know, kind of have like a wide scope of being good with, as you said, Joe, like 
I mean, a lot like your brother. I, I, I was I was good at sports. So I, I was good at netball. I was a runner. I was lacrosse. I was tennis. I did, I did all oh, that. I, I'm glad you and I met after high school because I would have been so intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think there are the exceptions there where, where there is someone that will home in and be good at one sport. Because I was going to say that com being competitive is the drive. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, but you are competitive, Joe. I, I, I oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, uh, that drives me to be good at sport. So I get a bit of the... In fact, my trainer, Mel Dean, is hilarious because he often... So I get to his sessions, and obviously it's one-to-one. One one, and he's amazing. He's this wonderful trainer, brilliant Irish, funny, humorous, hardcore, whatever, whatever, brilliant. And... It, he is so he know he says know your client because if he wants to push me he will introduce so he'll say so the other day there was a girl there lovely girl young girl 20 year, year old she shared my sort of session which I'm fine with she's a skier like a, a snow like a proper ski you know skier yeah. professional skier and he introduced her because he wanted to push me and he knows that when I'm training with someone, I go up about five gears. And I, I love that. It. And especially someone in their twenties, you're like, oh, you think you can take me, bitch? Yep. Oh yeah. So we, yeah, we had a session, we had a session not long ago with a group of women, and I was a bit, oh, a bit flat, and I was a bit whatever. It was this yeah, no, actually before lockdown, it's a while ago. And I was just feeling a bit like tired and a bit kind of like, but I was training hard and he knows me so well and I trained three to two, twice, three times a week. And there were a few women there. And then one of them, we were sprinting and I was sort of plodding along and everything and yeah. And then he introduced sprints and I saw the red mist. I went, <laughs> and I was like, like this. And I was like, no, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna beat me. And, it was, and it's not a horrible competitiveness. It's just a, I, I just inside me, it's like I've got to, I've got to do my best here, you know. So you're like and, Monica from Friends. Yeah, <laughs> I, am, I am a bit like her anyway. Yeah. I, I do. I, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. In my, in my thing, we wear these lion heart monitors where you can see your heart rate on the screen. Yes, and it's unbelievable how you suddenly think. You think you're working hard, you look at the screen, you're like, oh my God, I'm like second from last. And it just makes you- Like, yes. I, that's, that's the way the leaderboard's supposed to work on the Peloton. But what really amuses yeah. me is, because it, like, it says my name and it says I'm female and I'm, and I'm 50. And I can see, and I can always tell when suddenly there's a guy, like someone, a male, or at 30s <laughs> or 40s. Yeah, and they're like, I cannot let, some old bag who's 50 years old beat me. And so you just, you just see it happening and, and I don't You're care. I'm, I'm just there to do the best I can do. I couldn't care less who's in front of me or who's behind me. Yeah. <laughs> that um, is so funny. Because I was gonna say, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this diplomatically. I think what you do with this podcast actually is very hard because I would say traditionally, as somebody who's obviously interviewed lots of people over the years, I would say sporting people are not the easiest people to interview because I think for, for as much as well, all they do is their sport. Exactly. Well, also with well, performance, but no. I think they, yeah, they don't really perform for a camera. They don't turn on a persona. You know, actors, singers, they have to perform. They've got to put on a show, and I think there's an element of having to do that in an interview situation. James, that's exactly why I'm doing it. It's yeah. to know the person. What is it? What is their makeup? What has driven them? What is it about them? We know what they, like I said to you, we know they can score a goal or a try or a, you know, uh, take wickets for England. But what is it about them that's made them what they are? And, and you are spot on. And I was really thrilled last week with Jimmy Anderson, the cricketer, who was obviously- I'm glad you said that, sorry. <laughs> you what? You so, fancy him. So glad you, no, I'm just so glad you said the cricketer because I would have just been like, sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy I told you I'm not a proper Australian. Yeah. Well, he, well, yeah. I mean, in Australia, they're scared of him, believe me. Um, <laughs> I mean, they really are. But he is a closed book in general and a bit, you know, you, you see these, these guys and girls and they are, like you say, James, they are, they're performing and they're doing what we ask of them. And then they're interviewed, and well done, that was a great goal. 
um, what, you know, what, what, what was your drive? Oh, well, you know, blah, blah. What was your kind of like, what, what, why did you play so well today, golfer wise? Or, oh, it just worked. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. They're quite one dimensional, not in a bad way, but that is all they're asked to do. But you've got to crack the shell. Yeah. So, yes. And, and, and part of what I do is to get really into and, and more in depth with these character, characters. And actually, it was fascinating. Someone, so rugby wise, James, do you know Maro Toje? He's, 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 a, he's an England player, Saracen. Just player. nod, James. Yeah, yeah. But he is one of our, he is yeah. one, he, he's been, you know, pro he's, he'll probably be the Lions captain next year. He is like one of our best England players, Saracens. Uh, brilliant, 25, 26 now. Um, and he's got a politics degree. He went to Harrow School. Bright, the brightest spark. You, you kind of, and I'm not saying you wouldn't know that, but um, a lot of people wouldn't know that, sorry, but they, you know, and when we talked, it was very in depth, it was fascinating, it was brilliant. He gave, you know, he, do you know what I mean? And it was, it, 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 he explained his drive and the, the fact that it was really fascinating. He's a British Nigerian and his family wanted him to be, and he is academic, but they wanted him to be more focused on sort of academia, not, not on yeah. sports. And it, it's these things that are fascinating. And, and like Jimmy Anderson, as, as I was saying earlier, He's quite a difficult guy to, he's quite shy, he's quite quiet, he's quite a difficult nut to crack. Completely opened up. Suddenly I said, right, uh, and I do this bit of the podcast and I talk about um, what, what kind of things you like to, to do or, you know, in your spare time. And he said, oh, I, I, I collect vinyls. And I went, do you? I said, records. And he went, yeah, they're just here. And he got up, he got his vinyls. Obviously we were doing Zoom and a podcast, it was brilliant. And he got his collect, he went, Stone Roses, he's Lancashire, that's a very good Lancashire accent. Stone <laughs> Roses, and Spiral Carpets, um, David Bowie. And I'm like, this is so brilliant, isn't it? And, and that's what I wanted to know. And he started to open up and he just Aww. talked. And, and it was lovely. And so, yes, it's, it's, it's that, yeah, you aren't just taking a wicket. You're not just scoring a goal or whatever. I want to know about you. And that's what <laughs> I'm doing. Well, if you ever want to know about my sporting prowess on your podcast, I'd love to get just, to just ask anytime. Yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah. say, with that said, then, so who is the holy grail then for you? Who would be the nut you'd like to crack on your podcast? Who is it? Uh, I would love, I, I, I have worked with him a couple of times. It was years ago, and I, I've, I've not seen him for years. It's Lewis Hamilton. I think he'd be uh -huh. fascinating because he is a fascinating character in yeah. the fact that he is hugely successful i mean you know um hugely successful he's an interesting character he's got quite strong a strong mindset regards obviously when he's driving but out of the car he's you know he's got his views and i want to know more about him he's at the top of his game and has been for years now i mean we're talking you know you wouldn't believe it he's mid-30s but you still think he's like early 20s he's yeah. one of those um Lewis Hamilton, I think, would be a, a good one. I, mm -hmm. I'd like to know, because, you know, he's obviously been winning the championship um, every year, you know, and I want to know what, what more does he want to do? What can he do? Where, where do you go then? You know, when you've done it all, where do you go? And well, I think he I wants would... to do your podcast. That's, yes, that's, the, that's, I think that's, that's his holy grail. Yeah. I would say that that is probably what he wants to do yeah. now. That's the only thing he's got to tick off. So yes, think, that's what I we think need to get, right, Lewis Hamilton. And I think as well, because of what's gone on this year and the fact that he's putting his head above the parapet with Black Lives Matter, I think, which is actually quite rare in the sporting world with his commercial yep. deals in place. I think you know, he's in a very, you know, he's doing really amazing things. I think he'd be a great chap. But you are right, it's so funny. You always think of Lewis Hamilton being like 14 years old. Don't you, you still think? <laughs> yeah. didn't he, well, he looks, he looks oh. so incredibly young still. My dog's gone nuts. I got oh, you've a got dog too, I love Bear it. <laughs> Are my dogs growling? Now, oh, yeah, and now that's, that's that got Bella's attention. Yeah. Is someone at the door? Sorry. Mine's growling as well. This dad becomes a regular thing, Joe. I feel like every time we do a, a Zoom recording... And made, I get... and that made Bella wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant, though. I love it. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. What dog have you got, James? What's, uh, I think it's a Mr. 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 Porter delivery, actually. <laughs> 
It was his birthday yesterday. He turned two. He's Bingley. He's a border terrier. Oh, oh gorgeous. And a, Mr. and a Mr. Porter. That's more, yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. How exciting. I know, but, I think um, I've anyway. the door, but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so obviously, Kirsty, your podcast is available wherever people listen to Is It Just Me? So go check it out. It's Strip Back Sport. And it's Thank you very much. Three and four. And how many episodes are you going to, is it, is it like a series? Or are you going to keep doing it ad hoc? How are you going to approach it? We're, we're, we're doing a run of as many as I can do. And um, we'll see where we go from there. It's brand new, uh, very exciting. Um, still got loads to record and loads. So I'm basically recording... I've got a, a, a number in the in the bag, so to speak, and they're just only just going out now. The third one go, went out today. Jermaine Genius, who is um, obviously the footballer turned brilliant pundit and TV broadcaster and a lovely man. Yes. Now, Joe, Joe, was that a genuine nod of actually you knew who he was? Or yes, like, yes, it was. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you approve of him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. Anyway, yeah. Let's get on to more. Look him up after. Let's get on to things that I know about. Exactly. (laughs) Come on then. Yeah. Go on. Is it just me who, when um, you know, when there was talk, obviously, of the pubs closing and the curfew of 10 p.m. I genuinely was slightly delighted because I just feel like, well, to be honest, with the exception of the odd maybe Saturday night, I'm always in bed by 10 o'clock anyway in that week. So I, 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 it's justified yeah. my sort of grandpa-ishness now to be like, you know, I'd feel like, oh, can't do it, sorry. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I felt um, not not so much delighted, a bit nonplussed, a bit mm. like, oh well, doesn't make any difference to me. I mean, I'm in bed at, I'm literally in bed at, if I'm not in bed by nine, it's very strange. And wow, you, really? Yeah. I'm very boring, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I, I think when you've got kids in the house, I think that's an incredible achievement because my, now, it, a few years ago, we got to the age where my daughter was not getting tired at the same time. And so I was like, yes. being, well, I need to stay up because I can't go to bed before my child. But now I often do. Well, it's, it's probably, I mean, I've got a 10 year, mine's li- he's little still, he's 10, Jude. Um, and I want him in bed before nine. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Oscar's, that. Now, Oscar's now weekly boarding. Um, but if Oscar's, if Oscar's at home, um, you know, obviously at weekends and, um, and holidays and stuff, then yes, it is, it is, well, I, I, he, he can stay up in his room for a bit, but I, I go to bed and I want Jude in bed, but probably yeah. selfishly for me. But have you been out since, I've been out since the curfew came into effect in London. No. And as, as predicted, the thing that really annoys me about it is now everybody's trying to get home at the same time. And that can't Throngs. be Throngs good for social distancing. Yeah, I mean, so that is super annoying. Um, and I'm doing it again tomorrow night. So I don't know, maybe, I think it will just, it, it will deter people from going out altogether. Well, yeah. they hope. Well, yeah, but I just, I don't know. I'm becoming one of those people who is much more afraid of um, what it's doing to the economy. And and I I don't like, but people have got this false binary where, oh, so you care about money more than lives. Well, Hans, if we don't make, if we don't keep the economy going, that's lives. So, you know, that's where I'm, sorry, I got very, very serious very quickly. It's not just, it's just, to me, it's not just the economy. It's, 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 I feel sad for people yeah. who haven't got anybody or it's mental health issues or it's, you know, domestic violence, abuse. Yes. I, I just think, you know what, a lot of people can't cope with this situation and it makes me very, very sad and I can feel myself getting, welling up already just thinking about oh, what, yeah. what what's going on in, in a lot of people's lives, you know, um, yeah. because... Not everyone's as lucky as we are, and we're very lucky. And um, I just feel that, yes, the economy, I agree, but it's also the fact that we, you know, it's like, you know, recently I was doing, I did, I did something for the Department of Education, which was getting, getting kids back to school. And for me, that is very important, as you, as, yeah. as you know, Joe. Not only is it good that they have routine and structure to their lives, a lot of kids maybe don't have a nice life at home. They don't eat enough at, at home. They, 
rely on their school meals, they rely on interaction. They maybe talk to that teacher because that teacher, it gives them what they don't get at home, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, some, you know, emotional uh, support or whatever. And it makes me really sad. And, and that's why yeah. I felt it was really important to get involved in that, in, in that sort of getting kids back into school, you know, whatever is happening, they need to go back. We need to keep our, our, our kids, uh, they need to be, we have, we have to keep their lives normal, as normal as yeah. we can. We have to deal with this. It's horrible in our lifetime. We've never seen this. Hopefully we'll never see it again. I, I didn't really, I, I didn't want this for my children, you know? <laughs> Isn't that awful? I, I didn't expect this, did you? No, of course not. But it's, I don't know. I just think that I've never known anything that just consumes every conversation and every thought as well in, in this way. It's, it's so hard, isn't it? And I mean, you know, I haven't had the worst of it. I've got my health. I've, you know, and, and all of those things and my family touch wood is healthy, but it's still, it's yeah. so stressful. I think uh, Very I stressful. me though, I do think, I mean, all jokes aside about the curfew side of thing, I think what, what's happened for me, I genuinely feel this year, my life has shrunk in, and not in, obviously in terms of not being able to go out and enjoy ourselves as much, but actually in a very weird sort of simple way in the sense that, you know, I see, I'm seeing people, but I'm pretty much seeing the same core group. I agree. People, you know, yeah. it's made life in a weird way. If you just accept it, this is just how it has to be. I, I think it's, I, w I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, I saw somebody on TV the other day and I think at the moment, I think when this first hit us, I think all of our gut instincts was to be positive and to try and keep things going. And, you know, so we kept booking holidays. We kept saying, oh no, we'll, we'll make plans to see each other next month. And, and they've, somebody, this woman came on TV and said, people need to actually stop doing that because what you're essentially doing is it's like writing a to-do list that you never get over, yeah. you never get through. It's just a reminder of all the things you've not been able to do. And what's more important, I think now, is just take each day as it comes and just live in a very, you know, here and now moment rather than yeah. kick the, you know look down the, the path too far because ultimately we don't know what's going to happen from one week to the well, next. That, I think that's the scary thing James is yeah. I think the scariest thing for me is that thought of we, we just don't know do we we actually I think we all thought in the beginning like you said it was a bit like oh well we're in lockdown a few months then we'll be fine and now it's like right so now they're talking about Christmas lockdown yeah yeah I mean and we're looking at our sort of 2021 which we thought would be fabulous and phew we're not we're, it's not not the case really it's the fact that this is going to be around for some time isn't it and i think you're yeah. right I think it's, and it's very scary when you've got children because yeah. you are ex, you are managing their their expectations as well as your own and not not actually having a clue quite frankly what's going on no one does it's frightening I think uh, I had to check my mindset because I, I kept doing that thing. In my head, I realized I was almost viewing New Year's Eve 2020 as the finish line. I kept going, I'm over this year, 2020 can fuck off, I'm done with it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I remember going, wait a second, January 1st, 2021 is not going to suddenly solve this problem and cure coronavirus, you know? Yeah. We've got to stop thinking about it like that, you know, because unfortunately you're right. And I think, I think this last couple of weeks has been, this, the last week, I would say, when they've told us we're in this yeah. really six month you could really sense i feel a national yeah. wow you yeah. really feel it can you everyone really you know what guys that's why i think we should try and cheer people up with this podcast yeah let's move about... on it's all shit we've, we've established that yeah but you're not alone you're not alone yeah. we're all thinking the same thing just but, um... go to bed and just have another sleep Get, and, get into bed, yeah. watch TV, <laughs> yeah. and don't go out after 10. I mean, yeah. um, drink in bed, drink in bed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's where we're at now. Do yeah. whatever you want in bed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever you right. want. Yeah. You're right, you're on my page too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it just me, Kirsty and James, who, I, when I've got a mask on, I, it's, I have this weird sensation that I can't hear. Sometimes I have to take it off so I can hear you. And I think, I, is it just shutting down my senses in a different yes. way? It's so I'm strange. Saying. Yeah. It's not just here. I feel like I can't see. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so loud as well. It's like, there's no chance that no one can hear me over the bloody mask. Um, but I feel like I'm like, I have to pull it away from my mouth because I feel... I mean, I get a bit claustrophobic anyway, but I feel a bit like 
I am literally, am I, I'm not there. They don't think I'm there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like a balaclava. I, t I had found one really good thing the other day because um, sometimes, having lived with my husband, I, I do now know a lot of rap and hip hop songs. Um, <laughs> his obsession. I love it. I've yeah. found quite a few over the years that I really like. And if I try and sort of like sing a rap along with them, my husband's like, for crying out loud, please <laughs> never do that again. So I was on the street the other day with my headphones on and I realized I can practice rapping. Like, you know, sort of like, and no one will ever know that I'm actually trying to do these lyrics with the headphones. You're hilarious. So but that's, that's been an unexpected upside of the mask. That's the plus. This, yeah. is, this is the positive COVID spin content we were looking for, Joe. Excellent. Oh my gosh. I'm here for it. I'm here for you. You can, you can, and you, you know, you can mouth um, offensive things under You're your right. breath about annoying commuters that you know possibly would have got you punched in the face six months yep. ago yeah so i agree it's but all I winning i do i do hate every element of a mask i have to say i'm the same as you i feel like i can't be heard i can't hear myself and i also feel like my sight is slightly impaired not yeah. usually everything I'm really shocked to go I'm, I'm just so shocked at how um inconvenient they feel and you know when, when it was like you got to wear a mask I was like okay and the first time you put one on like oh this is surprisingly uncomfortable I then, always um, feel like a real idiot with one on too they're really they're like literally the unsexiest not that I'm trying to be sexy but I, I mean literally the unsexiest most unattractive yeah. things aren't they, they I've, are got, like, I've got these linen yeah I've got these linen reusable ones and I look like um you know, have you ever been to the Tower of London? Not Tower of London, the London Dungeon. I look like those um, people who used to come out for the dead in the plague. Oh my like, God. You know, the, the big beak mask. Like a skimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing I hate is that you can't, you can't tell, say you go to a restaurant, well, not, not for long, or, or uh, wherever, you can't tell anyone's expression that you don't I know. know. You don't know their eyes. You don't, it's like you are, you're not, you know, I haven't got a clue if you're um, smiling, if you're laughing, if you're being funny, well, if you're It's playing with my crow's feet because I'm really over-exaggerating every facial muscle so that people know I'm smiling at them. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, it's, gosh. I actually yeah. blanked someone in the supermarket the day. One of my friends, I didn't recognise him. It's so weird. I don't, you blanked them? How? I, I he was like he was doing that kind of maniacal like staring over his mask. And I was going, "Who is this weirdo?" I was like, "Yeah, that, like, Hi. oh, uh, that is priceless." It's oh my great God, at I work it. when I when I don't want to say hello to people because I can just pretend. Oh, I didn't recognise you. Yeah, I've done that I, quite <laughs> yeah. a lot as well. But it, yeah. it does drive me insane. Actually, but again, <laughs> putting the positive spin on it, have you now got like a whole cavalcade of like mask choices? Like lots of different patterns, and yeah, yep. I was going to say, Kirsty, I think I can well. For you, actually, you'd love this mask. Have you seen the Sorry, one? Just, no, it just says "fuck COVID" on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we well, it. well, no, that would be that, one. That, that could be contagious. I don't know if I would do that. I'm not that bothered about the mask. Funny enough, I love fashion. I love clothes, and there are people who I'm sure are really getting into the mask thing. Like they're like, "Yeah, I've got range, and I've got to get the newest one." Couldn't give a monkey's. I'm like, no. the sooner we're done with these, the better. And what it's I really sadly, hate, I hate oh, sorry. the disposable ones. Sorry, Joe. I hate them. No, well, what I, I hate disposable bag, ones. But they are the least uncomfortable ones to wear, I've found. But they're bad for the environment. I know, I know, I know. Some, sometimes bag, I get forced to wear one and you think, oh, I can actually breathe in this one. Really? So, no, I, I yeah. have to have a material one uh, mm. because I get really upset with these blue disposable ones which i think are just horrendous for the environment it's our, I know. It's, the next, it's the next terrible thing i think and um, i mean i saw one literally uh, two actually flying around in in the field opposite my house the other day i was like that just says it all doesn't it it's awful yep. sign of the times but literally so, it is it's litter now and it's rubbish and it's not they're not biodegradable and i get a little bit uptight about it so all of my material and washable and then i'll chuck them away you, you went right till moniker again then I'm doing another Monica. I'm becoming yeah. Monica. I mean, I am evolving into her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I might have to watch that in bed before ten tonight. Yeah. Just to just to refresh.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it just me who misses a good old-fashioned phone call? I mean, oh, you're the- yeah, I didn't know if you were going to pick the... I gave the option of phone call or fancy dress. Oh, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid murder mysteries and things. Oh, do you hate fancy? Do you hate fancy dress? Kirsty? Let's talk about fancy dress. Let's talk about hate fancy it. dress. Why do you hate fancy dress? Hate, hate, hate. Give me oh, you and my now. husband. I'm like, I'm not coming. Yeah, he gets so angry when people try and enforce a fancy dress. Your husband. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. I, and I absolutely agree with him for being a buzzkill. I mean, I'm yeah. yeah, call me boring, but fancy dress hate, gimmicky things, murder mystery hate. <laughs> New Year's parties, I start quivering because I think, what do I have to do? Do I have to do what, anything? So, no. So have you never participated in a fancy dress party? Hey, never. Never? I have a, no, literally have a like, literally, well, my ex-husband, sorry, the dog's now drinking water with its check. That's all right. Let's see. Please give us a break. I mean, Gordon Bennett. Um, she's drinking. Sounds like a cowbell, but it's not. That's all right. Um, yeah. I, um, my ex-husband loved fancy dress. And... Um, Is this why um, it didn't work out? <laughs> yeah. Possibly why, yeah, yeah. That could have been one of the reasons. That, that um, was the deal breaker. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That did it for him and me. Yeah. So I just, he would love nothing more than a fancy dress party and would be like, yeah, brilliant. And I think it's a certain sort of, sort of person. It, it, do you think it's a certain type of person that likes fancy, do you like, I mean, how do you both feel about fancy dress? I just, I, I literally, it makes me feel a bit nauseous. Do you, do you feel like embarrassed? Cause I just fully Everything. get into it. I, I like to Everything. really, I, I like to try and be, it's, it's very rare that people do them, but I like to try and be the biggest dickhead there. But just think that that's like, I don't know. I really get into it. Yeah. Why? Just to make people laugh, though. Yeah. Make yourself laugh. Yeah. Well, I, I think... just can't be bothered with it. Sorry, James. Well, I mean, it is an effort, yeah. I'm a halfway thing because I'm a bit like you, Kirsty. The idea initially, when somebody says to me, oh, the theme for the party is this, a bit of me feels like it's dying inside. And then as yeah. I, with the stressful bit is thinking up the costume. And then once... Horrific. <laughs> But once I've decided what, what I'm going as and I commit, I fully commit. Do like, you? Yeah, I do. so I kind of end up loving it. But I do, my, my gut reaction initially is always what you feel. And I'm just, I, I'm so impressed you managed to get to this point and you've never done it. It's horrendous. I, I, I literally, the only, my last memory of fancy dress was going, well, there, there are two memories. And actually this is all right because I, I I'm sorry, but. I love her music. I, I, I loved both of them. Well, I love her music and I love Madonna. I went as Madonna when I was about to a party when I was about 10. And I oh, went as Whitney, Madonna. Whitney Houston uh, another time. Didn't look anything like it, but thought I was Whitney Houston. And that was fine. And that was it. And that's the last time I remember Whitney and Madonna 
and it was under 12. So what did you wear as Madonna? A white shirt and sort of punk hair and a beauty spot. Um, yeah, not, not great. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I'm thinking my mum's got the photo, which is priceless. I, and yeah, the, the, when she used to do the little beauty spot and the, the, li the lip liner thing and a white shirt and maybe a leather skirt. Was that what she wore? Yeah, very good. There you go. Line. You know, all those songs. I am. Um, a friend of mine it was called Sue, had a 40th birthday party and wanted us all to go dressed as something starting with S. And I went as Slutty Sandy from Greece. Oh, wonderful. In, but, so I had like a bright, I had a white curly wig, loads of lipstick, sprayed on leggings. And I, honest to God, I looked like Lily Savage. Oh my God. But, um, I, <laughs> oh, I, I was going it. for Sandy and I got Lily Savage. But, oh, fantastic. And I thought I looked pretty ridiculous. But then someone turned up as a Smurf, like completely covered in blue paint. And you were like, and damn, I want to be a Smurf. I know, but it, I was, it was so brilliant. She just didn't care. It was so good. Yeah. That's so brilliant. I've, I've got to say the one the, the Hall well the, the Halloween costumes that really get on my nerves are the ones where it's just an excuse for that person to show off how fit and sexy they are. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. When they start to do all the yeah yeah. yeah. You know, when it's basically an excuse for some guy to turn up with his top off or for a girl just to wear sexy the, nurse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, it's like no Halloween is supposed to be all about gross things. It's not yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. In, I must. I must say, not into all that. I love dressing my kids up. Uh, Halloween wise or whatever Christmas ish well I used to um but no is it, not, is it, not loving fancy dress see I can't you, you're so outgoing I can't imagine you feeling embarrassed by stuff like that do you know what I mean am I outgoing I'm not really <laughs> yeah. you're on bloody television <laughs> well I just mean you're outgoing oh, oh god now I'm gonna look at myself Monica um I um I just it's a bit like the mask thing, though. I feel really embarrassed about wearing... I, I get quite embarrassed. I get a bit cringed about things. I, I just do... I do my job, and it's a different person, I think. I don't know, but this is another conversation. I, I do my job, and... But I'm, I come from, like, a journalistic background, so I, I see yeah. it as I'm doing a job because I want to find out more, and I want to portray... You know, get this across to people, viewers, whatever, listeners. Um... I don't really, yeah, I'm not really into showiness. I'm not a showy person. Yeah. I know, well, I guess, at all. I I, so, I so, so if I had a party and said, I'm only inviting my nearest and dearest friends and Kirsty, I really want you to be there, but you have to come dressed as um, your favorite Madonna era, what, what, what would happen? Would you just like have a sudden pressing engagement? That, no, that, it would just be, it would be lame. Very lame, lame slash, slash normal we, outfit for a Saturday night. When I when we had to go to the come dressed as um, something starting with S, my husband went as self and just yes. Yeah, well, there we are. I'm wearing. completely with him. What I'm a buzzkill! <laughs> it's it that that is brilliant in every way, and I'd probably find a way to do exactly that. And think about how I could just, yeah, exactly. The same, the same, Honestly. the same. I just can't be bothered. I'm just like, nah, not, not. And also when you get to that party and you've got some sort of stupid costume on, then what? It's just stupid. Well, it is rather embarrassing in the Uber there and back, yeah. It's yeah. just, but when you get there though, you're talking to someone, you've got a glass of whatever, drink and you're whatever, then what? That's it. And it's just like, there is no end. there's no there's no conclusion to this. There is no reason you're you're dressed as a penis and you're talking yes. to someone who's dressed as a there's smirk. There's never a bad reason to dress as a penis, Kirsty. No, well that that yeah. that, that is that absolutely right. Thank you. Um, correct. Kirsty, you know, something. I just... found a way to make you possibly like fancy dress. Go it's on. Turn into a sport. And do what I do. I love going to a fancy dress party and then watching which costumes fall apart the quickest. Oh! <laughs> you know what really? I mean? Everyone turns up looking immaculate. Yeah, that's true. And across, all... like, Marie yeah. and like, the Joker. And then as the drinks flow and they're getting off with people. And then that's gone. The, the wig's wig. gone. You've lost your hat. You've... Yeah, <laughs> that is actually a very good point. You but that's why also I find it pointless. It's just you... <laughs> 
no one ends, it doesn't end well at all, does it? Never ends well, but no, I hate gimmicky nights out. It's just straightforward. Are you coming out? Yeah, I will. See you there. Dinner, drinks, whatever. Don't do anything stupid in between. Don't make me bloody dress up or- Gosh, she's so strict. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm boring though, but I, I think I'm boring. No, but also the evening must end by 9 p.m. <laughs> That's perfect. Let's start early. Nothing yeah. better than a late lunch. No, but I think, Kirsty, I'm a bit with you on this one. I think I'm, a, I'm similar in the sense that I don't like forced fun. Controlled forced fun, which is... Right. a game oh. or it's a gimmick or, you know, you've got to do something. Like, all this kind of... Because I think I'm a quite outgoing, chatty person. I don't need these weird... I'm saying... Icebreakers to make me talk to people. I'd rather just talk do you, to them. Do you think that possibly, because I'm now thinking about this and looking into it and getting a bit deep, possibly insecure people or so, yes, I'm just trying to think of, yeah, my ex husband loved fancy dress and he's quite, he's quite shy. So and it's like, so it's permi permission to be somebody else. Yes. yes. Is it people yeah. possibly who have, uh, want to have that, I want a different persona? And I want to be, which isn't, there's nothing wrong with that actually. And when I think about it, it's quite nice. But I just that's, don't want to do it myself. That's true though. Know, some of my, my friends who I'd say are the quieter, shyer types. They love fancy dress. And I think it's that element of almost putting on armor and going out. A cloak, out. yeah, yeah. Just being a different person and yeah. I, just, I still don't like it. I just <laughs> like being a dickhead. So, and, you know, I don't, I'm not insecure. Um, I don't know, I just think it's funny, yeah. <laughs> I like twerping, around, you know, I like being an idiot too, but I just don't feel like I need to dress like one. I think I'm if already I, If I make it to my 51st birthday, I might have a fancy <laughs> dress party and then I'll find out who my real friends are. Yeah. <laughs> just make, make sure it begins with S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirstie, are you scared of clowns? No, no, oh, I'm not scared of clowns, no. Oh. I just no, to I, no, you... no, 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 I'm not scared. My son is, my little one, he's really scared of clowns. I hate, but that's YouTube stuff, isn't it? Um, no, I'm not scared of clowns. No, you're right. That's I, just I, YouTube I stuff. <laughs> I'm not scared of anything really um, that dresses up. Uh, I just, just don't like it. <laughs> just what don't. a boring, boring bloody I don't monocle. like it, yeah. That's, that's, that, that's the line on the podcast here. Bloody boring, <laughs> I think it's just me who likes fancy dress, isn't it? No, no, I, no, I do like it. It's just I, I, I have to be in the frame of mind for it. I get stressed out by it, and then I, and then actually the stress of it makes me not want to go. But then once, once yeah. I'm there, I'm involved, you know. But listen, there ain't no fancy dress soon anyway. So let's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sadly, we might as well just forget it. Oh the, my god! Another plus side to the global pandemic: no fancy dress parties. <laughs> no fancy dress except that. The Mars. <laughs> we like to end on a positive. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah we sort of done that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took us onto a different path. I do love the old traditional phone calls as well. By the way, I know and you Joe are, knows what I'm like about. You're one of I'm my few. You're one of my few messages and texts who you love a voice note, I and it. I really love your voice notes. But I'm just I'm, I'm really embarrassed notes. to leave voice notes. That's where my self consciousness comes in. Me too. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, exactly, I feel really embarrassed by leaving voice notes. So I thought it was just me. Oh, James. No. You feel embarrassed? Yeah. James, why? Yes. I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like a bit of a dickhead. I, a, I'm not quite sure how it works. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I think, I think it's because I hate my voice. So I, I think well, I hate my voice, but I don't care. I just, I, I, I don't like texting. It's too difficult. As in, well, I love I'm your voice. A, I'm a bit of a one thumb purse i'm a bit of a prodder on the on the keyboard My but it's so like, sweet when you get a note from kirsty it's just huh? like kirsty you'll just find you like yeah I'll just oh there's a tree and then um anyway what was i talking about oh yeah and that's and it's so sweet and i love it <laughs> <laughs> i left one for james who's on the left i left one for james He's listening now. Not you james but my other james there's Stella. another james and, here and yeah. i and i left him a voice note my friend james and um I literally was leaving a voice note, working one, and then I looked at the end of my car and went, oh, there's a deer. Oh, there's not one, there's one, two, three deer. And then I was talking about the deer, forgetting I'm leaving a voice note, talking about work. I mean, 
just honestly, he was just like, what on earth? It was, must have been a very funny voice note. I do get sidetracked because I'm looking around, leaving it in a lovely little, you know, thinking that I'm talking to someone. And then I realise you look at the time and it's like two minutes. And you're like, oh my God, that's horrendous. But it's so but nice. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, leave me voice notes anytime. And hopefully one day we can have a um, curfew-friendly Little wine spritzer, yeah, and you have to come dressed as a Smurf, yeah, Madonna, <laughs> Smurf slash Madonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, Madonna Smurf era, a well-known Smurf. We've got era. a lot of ammunition when we see Elizabeth, <laughs> lovely Elizabeth Day now. Oh, I lovely. know, three of us, brilliant, love it. Oh, love it. thank you so no, much for joining us, Kirsty. Thank you so much for having me. What a laugh! I feel like well, we're just having a lovely chat, aren't we? So and, I took um, us a bit. We went a bit on a tangent about fancy dress, sorry. Um, no, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You are brilliant. That was such fun. Oh, Let's do another one. You More are brilliant. Topics. Anytime, anytime. And if you thank ever want you. me to come on and talk about my sporting prowess, just let me I know. I love you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh, yeah. thanks so much, guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.